everybody. Welcome back. It's Fabs here. And once again, you're listening to the Believe Fantasy Football Show with yours truly, your friendly neighborhood fantasy football analyst, Michael Fabiano. Hopefully you guys have had a good week. Thank God it's Friday. The weekend is here and we only have a couple of more weekends here before the regular season begins, which means what? Everyone's drafting right now. Tons of drafts going on. I've had drafts all week long. I've got a draft today. I've got more drafts next week. It's a fun time of the year. Uh, even though I'm in way too many leagues uh, and it's a lot to keep up with, but that's what I do. So with that in mind, today I want to focus on quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end tiers. And we're going to get through all those tiers today so you guys have a better idea of what players sort of fall into the same buckets in terms of their value from a fantasy perspective. First off, uh, we'll talk about a little news here. Jerry Judy, another wide receiver gets hurt. Looks like he's going to be out several weeks. You got to drop him down on your rankings. Now, Cortland Sutton is the most valuable Broncos wide receiver from a fantasy perspective, at least to begin the year. And then Marvin Mims moves up. Marvin Mims now is a draftable asset. He has been for about a week or so. But now with the Broncos being down three wide receivers, Marvin Mims is going to be drafted across the board in a lot of fantasy leagues. We also saw Terry McLaurin get hurt. Uh, looks like he's got a toe questionable for the beginning of the season. Uh, which will move Jahan Dotson up a little bit. I don't think McLaurin's injury is worrisome as Judy's, but you got to make sure you keep tabs on the status of both of those players. Uh, and really, those are the the big news items. We talked about Jonathan Taylor and the situation with the Colts where they've given him until Tuesday to find a trade. And we're going to find out whether or not he's going to remain a Colt or go elsewhere in the interim. I'm not drafting him outside of the, probably round four or five. It's just too much risk for me. Uh, with the top three pick in my fantasy roster build. Uh, too much risk there for me. So let's get into the tiers. We're going to start at the quarterback position. There's obviously three guys at the top here. It's Patrick Mahomes, it's Josh Allen, and it's Jalen Hurts. And there, you could maybe put Joe Burrow in there. I love Burrow. He's got to have a big year this year for me to put him up in the top three. So Mahomes, even though he has no number one wide receiver, he's got Kelsey, of course. And Josh Allen, who is always fantastic, that rushing ability just makes him so much more valuable. Um, and, and that happens with every quarterback. And then Jalen Hurts, you want to talk about rushing ability. He's huge. Now, I, I do think his rushing yards and touchdowns may decline a little bit. Uh, in fact, if memory serves me, I don't know that there's ever been a quarterback who's gone multiple years with double-digit touchdowns. So expect a little regression, but still. I mean, Jalen Hurts is among the elite players I've drafted him as high as the top of the third round. And that's coming from someone who typically doesn't draft quarterbacks. So that's tier one quarterbacks tier two begins. As I mentioned, Joe Burrow, who is very close to being a tier one quarterback, probably a fifth rounder, maybe end of the fourth round. And I've also got Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Justin Fields, and Trevor Lawrence in this tier. The guy that I like the most to break out because, well, most of these guys have already done that is Trevor Lawrence. I could see 4,500 passing yards. I could see 30-plus touchdowns now that Calvin Ridley is in his offensive arsenal. He's a guy that you can get round six, round seven. So if you don't get one of the big seven, he's the eighth quarterback on my list, and he's in that second tier. Uh, Lamar Jackson, it'll be interesting to see what we get from him. More passing yards, more passing touchdowns, I would assume, under Todd Monken. Uh, Justin Herbert should bounce back from a disappointing year. His wide receivers are healthy for now. His offensive line is healthy for now, and he's healthy. 
and Kellen Moore's the new OC. Uh, he'll be looking to push the ball downfield. And Justin Fields, I kind of expect regression in terms of the rushing yards. I mean, 1,100 plus yards is a lot for a quarterback, obviously. Look at history. But still, improvement in the passing game should be there with DJ Moore in the mix now and some better weapons there for him to throw to. So uh, Justin Fields, certainly a, a favorite of mine. Uh, if I don't draft a quarterback in the first four or five rounds, I think Fields could be there maybe end around five, beginning around six. Tier three begins with Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson is going to be one of the bigger risk-reward X factors, I guess you could say, in fantasy. If we get to Deshaun Watson from his last full year in Houston, you're going to get a steal. If we get the guy who's sometimes good, sometimes not like we saw last year, and mostly it wasn't good last year, he could be a disappointment. Hard to tell. He hadn't played much football in the last couple of years. And when he did play last year, he wasn't great. But let's see now that he's had a full offseason training camp uh, preseason under his belt and should have a good rapport with all of his receivers now. Uh, Dak Prescott comes in at two, not worried about the picks. It was an outlier. Dak's almost always been a top 12 quarterback, and I think he could be a top 12 quarterback this year. They're going to throw the ball more in Dallas. I know they want to talk about running the ball with who? Pollard and who else? Ronald Jones suspended the first couple of games. Deuce Vaughn? Rico Dowdle? I mean, they're going to throw it more. And they lost 250 touches last year uh, with Zeke gone. I think some of those are going to bleed into the passing game. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, Anthony Richardson, and Tua round out tier three. I think Richardson's going to have growing pains as a passer, and they could be really painful. But the mobility is just too enticing to pass on. I, I always mentioned Tim Tebow as a guy who couldn't throw the ball to save his life, but he was useful in fantasy because he can run. Richardson is going to be far better than him as a passer, and the mobility is off the charts. Big-time breakout candidate. Uh, Daniel Jones should be as good as he was last year, especially now that he has Darren Waller. Let's hope Waller can stay healthy. Tier four, and you may think this is disrespectful to Geno Smith, and it's fine. I've got him at the top of this tier. Can he do what he did again last year in 2023? I hope so. I always fear the magical season, though. I think that was kind of a magical season for Geno. He's QB5. I mean, QB5, folks. That's way up there. I don't know that he'll do that again. Top 12, okay. Sign me up for that. Low QB1, high QB2. Followed by Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Jared Goff in this tier. Rodgers will be better than he was last year, but keep in mind, last time the Jets had a 4,000-yard passer, Joe Namath, 1967. They do have 17 games now, though. Rodgers is good for the guys around him. I don't know that he'll return to MVP level uh, as he did a couple of years ago. Russell Wilson, he's, receivers are dropping like flies. Peyton should help. And then Goff, start him at home, sit him on the road. <laughs> I mean, that's... Last year, he was one of the best quarterbacks in fantasy football among home signal callers. On the road, he was garbage. Opens in Kansas City. Don't start him, if you believe that trend. Tier five. This is the sleeper tier, folks. Kenny Pickett. Oh, he looks so good. Have you seen him in preseason? He's my favorite sleeper at quarterback. Love him. He looks like a guy who suddenly saw the light go on. He's going to be good this year. Jordan Love. He's looked good in the preseason. Also in this tier. Brock Purdy. Also in this tier. Sam Howell. 
Was he not fun to watch against the Ravens? And I don't know a lot about Sam Howell. I know he's mobile. He's going to be a fun player. And I, I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm going to have to watch him a couple times a year. Remember, he beat up on the Cowboys in the regular season finale last year. Cowboys didn't play anybody, but Sam Howell's a sleeper. Then Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr in this tier. Next up, tier six, Bryce Young, Kyler Murray. And I don't know where to put Murray. Because I don't know when he's coming back. I've been targeting him late in drafts because I could just put him in an injured spot and sit on him. But I don't know where to put him because I don't know when he's coming back. And the Cardinals just traded for uh, for Joshua Dobbs. So I, got, I don't know what that means because they have McCoy. Does that mean that Murray may be out longer than expected? I don't know. And the Cardinals are a team that like is in, to me, they haven't even played a game in the regular season. They're already in tank mode. So I'd take them late, throw them on IR. CJ Stroud, Jimmy Garoppolo, Mac Jones, Ryan Tannehill round out tier six. Those are the quarterbacks. Now let's move on to the runners. Top three in my first tier, McCaffrey, Eckler, Barkley. No surprises there. McCaffrey's the consensus one at running back. Austin's two, even though he's been the top running back two straight years. And then Barkley, I mean, Giants are going to utilize him as the centerpiece of their offense as they did last year. And he needs to have a big year. He wants to get paid. He better avoid the trainer's room and put up numbers. And if the Giants win, even better for him. Tier two, Nick Chubb. I've got him high. They got no competition in Cleveland. He's got nothing. Jerome Ford. It's Nick Chubb showing that backfield. Teams are going to have to respect uh, the pass with, with Watson, at least unless he falters. So Chubb's a stud. Then I got Bijan, who's third on the depth chart in Atlanta. Don't read into that crap. I've seen him in the preseason. You've seen him in the preseason. Small sample size. Exciting. Okay. Uh, fantasy enthusiasts might get a little orgasmic about watching Bijan Robinson play. He's the, he's the goods, kids. Uh, Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard round out this this tier. Henry, if he stays healthy, he'll rush for 1,500 yards again. Just had a lot of wear and tear. And then Pollard, of course. Who's he splitting work with in Dallas? I don't know. I'm still outside kind of worried that they sign somebody like Fournette or Hunt. But right now, Pollard's got all the touches he can handle. And I don't know how many he can handle. Next up, next tier, tier three, starts with Josh Jacobs. I know he's not back with the Raiders as of this recording. I expect him to be back sooner than later. It would really be a bad move for him to miss regular season games. And I mean, listen, I know he's not getting paid what he wants. And you had a great year last year, career year. Dude, the Raiders are not going to budge. Maybe they'll give you some incentives like the Chargers did with Eck and the Giants did with Saquon, but I don't know what they're waiting for if they're going to do that. Uh, Joe Mixon in this tier, Aaron Jones, Ramondre Stevenson, who moves down a little bit with the uh, addition of Zeke. Jameer Gibbs, who's Jameer Gibbs is popping everywhere. And I, I, I kind of don't know exactly why. D do you forget that David Montgomery's on that team and that he's in the prime of his career? Like, I like Jameer Gibbs. Don't get me wrong. You know, give me those 50 pass catches. Hell yeah, I, I'm in. 
but he's going to the third round right now. Uh, that, that's a little scary for me. David Montgomery's a good player. Najee Harris rounds out tier three. Najee's got a better offensive line in front of him. Now Jalen Warren's getting some burn too, and he's looked really good. Ultimately, Najee remains the workhorse in Pittsburgh, again, behind a good offensive line, or at least a better offensive line. Uh, tier four, I've got Travis Etienne here. I have Jonathan Taylor here. And Jonathan Taylor would have been a tier one running back last year and a tier two running back this year. I just don't know what the deal is with him. I don't know when he's coming back. I don't know if he's coming back to the Colts. Tough guy to rank. Alexander Madison, Miles Sanders, Brees Hall, and Ken Walker round out tier four. Brees Hall would have been a tier two guy before they signed Dalvin Cook. Miles Sanders, I have him here because of volume. I don't trust him as far as I could throw him. And unless the Vikings sign Kareem Hunter, Leonard Fournette, Alexander Madison's got a clear path to workload and an explosive offense. Breakout candidate. Right now, he's a breakout candidate. Ken Walker. Yes, he'll have competition from Zach Charbonnet. To me, still a guy who'll touch the ball 15 to 18 times a game. RB2 type. Next up, Tier 5. And this is the tier of running backs that I've been getting a lot of because I've been going heavy wide receivers early. And these guys are all on the board round five, six, seven. Damian Pierce, James Conner, Cam Akers, James Cook, who is a breakout candidate, J.K. Dobbins, Javante Williams, who I mentioned earlier in the week looked good as a pass catcher in that preseason debut, and then Rashad White. All guys who could be high RB2s. And those are the running backs that I'm targeting from rounds four to five-ish down to seven or eight, depending on the size of my league. Rashad White, clear path to workload. James Cook right now, Damian Harris is always hurt, clear path to workload. Cam Akers, clear path to workload. James Conner, you get it. Tier six. Starts with Alvin Kamara. You're going to miss him for three games. You don't win a fantasy championship at the beginning of the year. You win it at the end of the year. So I don't mind taking Kamara as my low to high flex when I focus on wide receivers, tight ends, and quarterbacks early. Khalil Herbert, again, a lot of Khalil Herbert lately. I really like that kid. I liked him last year as a rookie. He showed off some stuff when he had a shot. He'll be the lead back in Chicago. David Montgomery, the aforementioned, I think he's going to be a really good flex starter, and maybe he'll be better than Gibbs, dude. I, it's not out of the realm of possibility, even though everyone's gaga over Gibbs. Montgomery's still a good back in his prime. Then I've got DeAndre Swift, Isaiah Pacheco, Dalvin Cook. I'd probably rather avoid Eagles running backs if I can that aren't Kenny Gainwell late. But if I can get Swift and he's falling, in round seven, eight, or nine, as an RB3, low RB3, I'll, I'll probably take it. Uh, Dalvin Cook will probably start the season as the Jets' number one running back. Uh, if not, worst case scenario, he's in a committee with Hall. Certainly not an RB1. Not unless Hall has some kind of setback. Uh, last tier we'll talk about with the running backs is seven. A.J. Dillon, Antonio Gibson, Jarek McKinnon, Gainwell, Brian Robinson, Jamal Williams. And Jamal Williams will be a startable asset the first three weeks. No Camara. 
So it's funny, you got Jamal Williams as a tier seven running back right now, but in the first three weeks of the season, he'll probably be a top 15 to 20 running back in my rankings because no Camaro. Gibson and Robinson, hard to decipher because they're going to cancel each other out in terms of consistency. McKinnon, I love getting him. As an RB4, count me in. Do you see what he did at the end of last year? And their pass catching group has more questions now than it had last season. So loving me some McKinnon. He's a guy to target as an RB4 in the double-digit rounds. Now the wide receivers. Let's start with Tier 1. You guys can guess. JJ, Jamar, Cup and Hill. Easy. Jefferson is the consensus number one overall pick in fantasy right now. And he should be. Jamar's two. I've seen Jamar go two overall a lot. And then if you're afraid of Cooper Cup and the hamstring, you can take Tyreek. It's fine. They're interchangeable. Both great players. I still can't believe how wrong I was about Tyreek. I did not think he'd be a top three wide receiver. I thought he'd be back into the top 10. He was great. Imagine if the Dolphins trade for Taylor. Oh, that offense would be sick. Jets fans wouldn't love that. That's the first tier. They'll all be off the board in the top eight overall. Tier two, good group here. C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Garrett Wilson. I think Garrett Wilson breaks out this year. He didn't break out last year, folks. He was the offensive rookie of the year. He wasn't a top 20 wide receiver in fantasy. He can do better, and he will with Rodgers under center. I am worried about Adams. Admittedly, I'm worried about him with Garoppolo. If Garoppolo can stay healthy for 15 games, folks, great. I'm okay with DA. But can he? Because behind him, you got Brian Hoyer and Aiden O'Connell, who, by the way, looks like Derek Carr. I was watching that Raiders game. I saw a four. I was like, wait, 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 Derek, did he go back to the, the, the Raiders? What the heck? Kind of reminds me of him a little bit. And then Amon Ra is like just a PPR dream come true. Diggs, I know he had a bad finish to last year, but still elite. Tier three, another great group. Jalen Waddell, Chris Olave, maybe my favorite breakout candidate at wide receiver, this side of Garrett Wilson. Devontae Smith, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, T. Higgins. Um, all the wide receivers in this tier have wide receiver one potential, all of them. Waddle, Smith, and Cooper were all top 12 last year. Olave was 25th. I think he could be top 12. Even with Michael Thomas, and who knows how long Michael Thomas will stay healthy. Amari Cooper, full year with Deshaun Watson. As long as he can avoid injuries, Watson and Cooper should form a pretty nice duo there in Cleveland for fantasy. Next up, Tier 4. Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, Nuke. And Terry McLaurin, I didn't move McLaurin down yet. I don't know that I will. I don't think that injury is that bad. I'm not a doctor, but from what I've heard, maybe a couple of weeks he misses. Let's keep tabs on his status. Ridley, former top five wide receiver, has the potential in that offense to reemerge as a pretty damn good fantasy asset. Wide receiver two. He won't be a one, but he'll be a two. DK is a two. Hopefully the touchdowns will go back up. Debo, I think Debo is what he is. He had that breakout year. Really, other than that, he's been a 13-point-per-game guy. I think that's what he is. 
unless something happens in the backfield with McCaffrey and Mitchell, which is certainly possible. And that leads Debo to play more running back. He'll never have a great season like he did in 2021. Still a good wide receiver too, but I don't love Debo Samuel. Wide receiver too, I'll take him. Don't love him. Nuke, clear path to targets. Let's just hope he has a good rapport with Tannehill. And then McLaurin we talked about. Next up, tier five, Drake London, sleeper in Atlanta, second-year guy. Deontay Johnson, Brandon Ayuk, Tyler Lockett, Mike Williams, Christian Watson, and Chris Godwin. All these guys are borderline twos and threes. Um, Again, London's a sleeper, breakout type. Johnson should have positive touchdown regression. He didn't score last year. And Kenny Pickett's looking good. Ayuk, I mean, he could be better than Samuel. He was last year by a country mile. Tyler Lockett's always steady. Let's see what the presence of Jackson Smith and Jigba does to his target share. Uh, Smith and Jigba, questionable for the start of the season with the wrist. Mike Williams, Watson's a breakout guy in Green Bay. And then Godwin, somebody's got to catch the ball in Tampa, right? He'll be the most targeted receiver if he stays healthy. No matter who the quarterback is, and neither one of them are any good. Why wouldn't the Bucs try to trade for Trey Lance? That's what I'd like to see. Get him out of San Francisco. Give him a shot. Everyone's crapping on this guy. He's had four starts in the NFL. I know he's been hurt. Give him a shot. The Niners saw something in him to trade all that draft capital to move up and get him. Anyways, wide receivers in tier six. Start with DJ Moore, Hollywood Brown, Christian Kirk, Mike Evans, Mike Pittman. DJ Moore, he's never been an alpha. He'll get a lot of targets in, in Chicago. But certainly not a guy who is a elite fantasy player. 1,000 yards, four touchdowns, probably 80 catches. That's a good season. Hollywood Brown could end up being a garbage time monstrosity. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be every week. It won't matter. When the Cardinals are getting boat raced in the second half, they're going to throw, and Hollywood's going to be the target. I love him as a wide receiver 3-4 type. Love him. I worry about Evans because of no Brady. He's a 3-4. Pittman, I worry about him because of, uh, of the quarterback situation with Richardson. I think if Pittman equals the numbers he posted last year, That'll be a good season. And he wasn't great last year. He didn't meet expectations. Finally, tier seven. Sleepers in this tier include John Dotson, George Pickens, and Jordan Addison. Michael Thomas is in this tier. Brandon Cooks and Juju. I love Dotson. He's going he's gonna to be a sleeper breakout. Pickens. The only thing that's keeping Pickens from being a breakout guy is you got Allen Robinson. More to the point, Deontay, and then you got Fryermuth. And Calvin Austin's look good too. A lot of mouths to feed, but Pickens is a stud. Jordan Addison will be the number two alongside Jefferson. Defenses are not going to be able to focus on Addison with JJ on the other side. And I think Brandon Cooks is a thousand yard, five touchdown guy in Dallas. And Juju should lead the Patriots in targets, although he's more of a four, mostly because. I don't know that there's one single wide receiver in New England you're going to be able to trust every week. Uh, finally, let's go to the tight ends. 
Travis Kelsey's got his own tier. And anybody who doesn't think he has own, believes that he deserves his own tier should go into another hobby. I hear people like cricket. Kelsey's a stud. He's on his own stratosphere, as the great Dusty Rhodes used to say. Rest in peace. Tight end two tier. Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, George Kittle. Andrews still a stud. I think a couple of years ago was an outlier. He's a 13, 14 point per game guy. Hawkinson was great. He's a great fit in Minnesota. And George Kittle was bananas good with Purdy under center in the second half of last year. Kittle's a little banged up. Hawkinson's a little banged up. Both should be fine for week one. Both on tier two. Tier three. And honestly, Waller's close to being on tier two. I got him at the top of tier three, but he's close to being tier two. In fact, before the season starts, I may move him there. He's looked good. And Daniel Jones, from what I hear, is going to throw him about 300 passes this year. Okay, not 300. But 150 targets is 100% in the mix. Dallas Goddard, Kyle Pitts, Evan Ingram. Goddard is like, not sexy, but he's consistent. Pitts, you know what he is. He's risk-reward. He hasn't met expectations yet. Maybe he will this year. Maybe. If he doesn't do it this year, we're all going to be wondering what the hell happened to the guy who was supposed to be the generational talent. Now, I know one thing that happened is quarterbacks have sucked. Catchable pass rates among the worst among starting tight ends. So Desmond Ritter or Taylor Heineke hopefully will change that. And then Evan Ingram, like, I mean, he's a, he's a tight end one, but I'm telling you folks, the numbers are going to drop from last year. And he wasn't consistent. But still a tight end one. Tier four, Pat Fryermuth, David Njoku, Tyler Higby, Dalton Schultz. If you want to wait until eight, nine, one of those two rounds, these are the guys that you're going to target. Fryermuth was pretty consistent. He doesn't have a great ceiling. Schultz could play a really big role in Houston, especially for the rookie quarterback there in C.J. Stroud. Najoku's a top 12 type of player. And Tyler Higby, I mean, after Cooper Cup, who's Stafford going to throw to that he trusts? It's going to be Higby. And Higby's coming off the board double-digit rounds. So he could be a bargain. He could be a really good bargain. Finally, Tier 5. I will use this until it annoys everyone. I don't care. I'm getting chiggy with it. All right? I love Chigakonkwo. I know that Nuke is there. Don't care. He'll be fine. Greg Dulcich also in this tier, especially now with the Broncos being down so many wide receivers. Dalton Kincaid, Sam Laporta, Zach Ertz also in this tier. Kincaid, Laporta, both sleepers. I keep telling myself, rookie tight ends don't produce. Rookie tight ends don't produce. And then I look at the situation Kincaid's in, the situation Laporta's in, and the situation that Musgrave is in, and the situation... Uh, that mayor is in. And I'm like, damn, one of these four guys got to break out or be a sleeper. We'll see. All worth late round picks. So when you're getting into your drafts and you're doing your drafts this weekend or next week, week after that, make sure you use the tiers. Very important. It, it groups people into buckets of value. So you know, for example, that, all right, I missed out on Trevor Lawrence. He was in the tier two. I don't have to go crazy and, grab Deshaun Watson because I've got guys in that tier that are going to be pretty similar in value. 
Keep that in mind across the board at all positions. And you'll be good to go. Watch the preseason games this weekend. I don't know how many starters we're going to see. Preseason's so worthless, guys. It really is. You get a little bit of info out of it, and all you get is injuries and headaches. At least if you're a fantasy manager. Make sure you're checking out si.com slash fantasy. We got all the draft kit stuff up there. Anything and everything you need to dominate your draft, it's up there. Make sure you check that out. And I'm hoping here in the next couple of days to put together a Believe Fantasy Football League. I'm trying to get my guy, Chris Johnson, CJ2K, to get involved. So hopefully we'll have a live draft on one of our podcasts on the network here in the next week or so that you guys could follow along with. I love playing against former players, especially guys who are studs. Marshall Falk, LaDainian Tomlinson, Kurt Warner, Chris Johnson would love it. Count me in. So we'll see what happens there. So we got through all the tiers here. Next week, we're going to go through what happened in the preseason games. And we're going to gear up more for drafts, which means what? Sleepers, busts, breakouts, top rookies, everything you need to dominate. And I'm here to help you dominate. So make sure you tune in Tuesdays and Fridays. Subscribe. Give us a good review if you enjoy the program. And I hope you do. Tuesdays and Fridays, we're out wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you check it out. This is the Believe Fantasy Football Show with Michael Fabiano. Everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy time with family and friends. Football season is coming, and we're here to help you dominate your fantasy football competition. Have a great one, everybody. We'll see you next Tuesday. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.